You're listening to episode one, why network effects are mission critical from the Network Effects Masterclass here on the NFX podcast. To watch the course, visit nfx.com slash masterclass. So the world can often seem chaotic, but underneath that apparent complexity, there's actually some wonderful simple math. And once you see it and understand it, the world gets calmer and you can follow that math to your destination. If you're going to be spending your life's energies building a startup, it's going to take 100% of your effort. You're trying to defend the business area that you've carved out. You might as well be working on a business that has network effects because then you'll have a shot at going the distance and making a real impact in the world and creating true value for your employees, for your investors, and for your whole network. I'm James Courier, and welcome to the Network Effects Masterclass. Over the last 20 years, we've built 10 companies that have exited for over $10 billion. We've also invested in hundreds of companies, most of which also had network effects. Companies you've heard of like Lyft and DoorDash and Patreon and Goodreads that used network effects to grow and build their defensibility and went on to great success. So we've seen the failures and the successes. We've seen the tactics and the details of what it takes to grow these network effects. And with all that company building, with all those investments, what we noticed was that when the companies had real network effects, their success was 10, 20, 30x what companies were when they didn't have network effects. It was the most important factor in determining what would be a successful startup and what wasn't. In fact, between 2012 and 2018, we studied it, we kept track of it, and noticed the math is that 70% of all the value created in the technology sector is created by companies with network effects, and only 30% was created by companies without network effects. And once we saw the network effects playing out in these startups, it was clear to us that they were also playing out in how our lives went, and how the politics was going, and how economics actually worked. We started seeing this everywhere. Once we saw it, once we understood it, we couldn't unsee it. And that's why we're doing this masterclass for you. Once you learn this way of seeing, you will not be able to unsee it. You will see these patterns everywhere. And the world that looks kind of chaotic on the surface is actually not as chaotic. It's actually quite understandable once you understand the network principles. And we're gonna teach you about the tactics and the nuances, all the different types of network effects. But the fundamental idea about network effects is that the more users a product has, the more value every user gets from that product. That's the kernel of the idea of network effects. Now, how that blossoms and flowers and its multiplicity of of expressions, you will learn in this masterclass. Okay, so let's get started. You know, network effects are important because they're really at the engine of what's creating economic wealth in the world today. They're at the engine of how politics works, how society works, economics works, yet so few people see them and understand them. It's like this hidden engine of the world that people aren't discussing, and we hardly have the language for it. And so what we want to do is bring out that language, bring out that understanding. You know, I first learned about network effects in 2004. I sold my first company tickle to monster.com. And we were a fast-growing, user-generated content site with matchmaking and social networking and test-taking, a lot of user-generated content. We were bought by this $7 billion company. And when we got there, after we'd been acquired, 
we realized that they were horribly run. The way they talked to each other, the processes they had in place, the metrics they were using were inferior to the way we were doing it, yet they were buying us and not us buying them. And what we realized is the reason they were able to do that was because they had stumbled into a network effect in 1997. And that network effect allowed them to run the company horribly but still make a billion dollars in revenue a year and they could go to sleep and they would wake up the next day and their business would still be there. And when we saw that, we realized we've got to study this stuff. We've got to understand what makes this work because we've discovered something important. You list out the companies you admire. You list out the companies you think have impact. I will bet you they've got network effects in them. Salesforce even developed a network effect over time, even though they started without one. Very impressive. Apple started without one. Eventually, they got to iOS. Eventually, they got to their network effect businesses. And now they went from $40 billion to almost $2 trillion in value, built on top of these network effects. We saw the pattern again and again. And that's why we called our firm Network Effects. And that's why we've been publishing about it for the last few years. These things are incredibly important to value creation. You're trying to defend the business area that you've carved out. And the network effects are the best way to do that in the digital age. Durable competitive advantage. Where is that going to come from? It's going to come from four different defensibilities. But generally, it's going to come from the greatest of those, which is network effects. We want to be very clear in this masterclass about what network effects are and what they're not. They are not viral effects. Viral effects are things like Candy Crush and whatnot, where your existing users send out the product to another user and you get a new user for free. And those are very exciting and there are playbooks for viral effects, but they aren't network effects. Network effects are about defensibility and retention. So the core idea of network effects is that Every new user who joins a product increases the value of that product to every other user. Because of that value, they just won't leave. Okay? That creates stickiness. That creates defensibility. That creates longevity, which creates most value in startups in the long term. That's not virality. You're going to learn that not all network effects are created equal and that not all nodes on your network are created equal. And you're going to learn to differentiate the different types of network effects and the different types of nodes that are going to be on your network. You're going to learn tactics for how to manage or grow each of your network effects and tactics for how to bond each of these nodes onto your network. So network effects have always been important. Thousands of years ago, you would have a marketplace where buyers and sellers would come, and the more buyers and sellers that came, the more value everyone would get out of it, and so more would come. That's a basic network effect. So we've always had network effects. You then move on to things like AT&T, which was the first time it was really written about in 1907, right? The chairman of AT&T says, you should probably buy our stock because once we go into a town and we establish a network of telephones, once we get seven or eight people on that network, no one seems to be able to compete with us because everyone wants to join the biggest network available. The more people using the telephone, the more valuable the telephone becomes, the more valuable AT&T. So we kind of said, you should probably invest. This was the first time it was written about. So then fast forward to 1976, when Microsoft stumbles into an operating system platform network effect, what we call a platform, two-sided platform network effect. They didn't know what it was. They'd never seen it before, but they stumbled into it, and it was incredibly durable because the more people they had using their OS 
the more people wanted to build software on top of their OS so they could get access to the market of people who are already using that OS. And the more software was built on top of that OS, the more those people wanted to adopt the OS. Fast forward to 1998, when Microsoft is so powerful with this network effect, and all of their competitors are screaming bloody murder that they can't compete with these guys. No one understands why. So the Department of Justice in the United States starts investigating Microsoft and looking to break them up because they're starting to appear like some kind of a monopoly. The academics started studying network effects. They started writing about it. People were trying to pull from the air, what is going on here? Why is this company so powerful? Now, once the DOJ decided not to break up Microsoft, a lot of the investigation into network effects really died down. But starting in 94, because of the internet, it's like the tide went out and we could see the rocks and we could see the things underneath the water for the first time because the internet made it possible to measure and to see the network effects happening. And it made it possible to build lots and lots of businesses with different types of network effects. So by 2001, 2003, you do have some people starting to really study these network effects in academia, but it wasn't until the early 2010s where there were such a preponderance of companies that were dominating through these network effects that we and others started really investigating what was going on. We're just now able to discuss them. We're just now able to put language to it. We can now see them and use them as tools to actually construct these network effects, to construct these startups and direct them toward the destination we want to drive them to. That just starts happening maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Now, more recently, because of Web3, we are able, again, to see the, the tide goes out further and we can see more of these rocks, more of the things underneath the surface that were not seeable before. And we start to see the detailed construction of networks, leading us to network bonding theory, which we started noticing in 2016 and have been writing about only in 2021. And we'll get to that in this masterclass. But you should understand the historical context of the evolution of what we can even see and what we can discuss. That the internet let us see stuff, we can discuss it to a certain point, and now Web3 has happened, crypto has happened, and we can see even more and see the real mechanics of it. We're just on the edge of this new discovery of network effects in the same way that people were just on the edge of understanding scale effect businesses back in the 1850s. And you had a lot of writing about capitalism and scale effect manufacturing and the laborers and the proletariat. And the, we had this new language that emerged back then when that new business model was discovered. We now have the same thing happening around network effects. Another way of understanding how powerful network effects are is to look at the Goodreads story. So Goodreads built a network of people who were reading and sharing their thoughts about books. Now, Amazon had owned the concept of books in the American mind for about a decade, and along comes Goodreads. They got a big article in the Wall Street Journal saying they now represented book reading. At this point, Amazon could not lose their brand position to Goodreads, and so they made an offer to buy Goodreads. The day before they were supposed to close, Goodreads said, you know what, we don't really want to sell, but if you paid twice as much as you just offered us, we'll, we'll do it. And Amazon, they yelled and they screamed, but in the end, they ate it. They had to eat it because they couldn't create the network effect that Goodreads had made between the millions of members of people on that. Amazon had bought the two competitors to Goodreads, but they were much smaller than Goodreads. And so in order to own the jewel, they had to pay whatever it took. And this played out again with Facebook. 
Zuckerberg woke up one day with what we call a direct network effect around Facebook, a personal direct network effect because it was about the people on the network with their real names. A few years later, he woke up and noticed that someone had gotten what we call a personal direct utility network effect, which is even more powerful than his personal direct network effect, called WhatsApp. And WhatsApp only had 50 people and had very little revenue, if any. But Zuckerberg was still willing to pay about $20 billion for that company because he saw that they had a stronger network effect and would eventually be able to attack him from a stronger position. And so he needed to buy them at any cost, and he did. That was episode one of 11 from the Network Effects Masterclass. Stay tuned to the NFX podcast as we'll post one episode per week until we complete the course. You can also watch this entire masterclass online at nfx.com masterclass, where you can log in, track your progress, and watch full videos, read transcripts, and find other related material. Thanks for listening to the NFX podcast.